0: It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now, here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All right, it is May 29th. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Uh, another, is this, what is a mat? I don't even know if I use the word
1: matinee correctly. This is technically a matinee. It's well, matinee. you, you matinee, did, you did, I except know. it's not live, so, you know, we can't well, really. Well, I mean, when it, we're recording, when it's we're a recording, matinee. It's, still, it's a matinee. I'm
0: still in my it, in my uh, underwear and my tank top from my previous night's slumber. is not matinee have to do with, like, ending something, though? I don't know. I no, nope, I don't think so. Nope. Let me research that a little bit while I'm you guys say no. continue to talk. This is, the, uh, this is the first night in probably uh, three nights, or I'm sorry, the first day uh, coming off of a sleep in the last three nights where I haven't woke up and my underwear is completely soaking wet because it's been so hot in my Ew. room. Ew. Come on. Dude, well, I sweat, man. Well, you and also do you wanna... didn't need to <laughs> say no that. Conditioning. It. There's should've,
2: no should've air You should have like... been conditioning. You should have been like, oh, I was tossing and turning all night. I don't need to hear that your underwear is wet, dude. That's well, gross. dude, I just...
0: with, Yeah, I sweat, man. <laughs> yeah, well, like that's unacceptable. Guys, the house I live at here in East Lansing was probably built before the Pilgrims came over on the Mayflower. There's no air conditioning. It's 1,000 degrees in my room. What's your all fan the situation? I, got, I have one fan, an oscillating fan – how do you spell oscillating? Is it, do is it, it oscillating those, fans? Oh, I, they oh, don't I work. They don't they work. They do work. What? What is that mean? work?
1: What's an oscillating? oscillating is, it again? rotates. Oh, it turns. Oh, okay. Well, then
0: call it a rotating fan. It goes. It goes from my. It goes from my. Uh, it oscillates from my head to roughly my knee. So I get good coverage with
1: the air. Flow. You know, you have hot. to keep it. You have to keep it on one of the ends of your body—hands, head, or feet. That's how you're going to. Hot stay as
0: shit, cool. dude. At least it's yeah, it's I, nice. It's It's not nice today, but it's it's cooler, which I appreciate. I need it.
1: Yeah, it's very sweat, nice outside.
0: Dude. I sweat. I sweat all the time. I'm a big. But big night for you last night, right, Rabs? Big night for me. Uh, we were supposed to record last night, being Thursday. Kit Moore released Wild World, his highly anticipated yes. fourth studio we, album. We need to discuss that because we need to discuss
1: it. this because you were losing your mind, and I, I loved it. I, I couldn't miss it for you because. If one of my guys is dropping an album at midnight, I would have freaked out. So, we're going to have to talk about this. Collins has his hand up. I,
2: I, I love country music, and I think I've talked to Rabs about this before, <laughs> that he's, like, the biggest Kip Moore fan ever. I love him, dude. And yeah, it, he, he, he Rabs is posting, like, oh, he's the GOAT. He Trent, out. I don't really like Jay-Z. I don't really like Trent, <laughs> But No, no, no. Let me get to the point. But okay, I okay, get okay. it. There's, like, I get it. I get why you see that. Like, that's just not a solid music I like. I like Kip Moore's style of music. I don't think anyone ever who listens to country music is like, no, no, a guy is the best in the game. Kip, Moore. I know,
0: dude, dude. <laughs> I, <don't>, I, love- <laughs> I just, I don't know
2: where it came from, Rab. I know, it's so I,
0: random. I know he's, I know he's not the greatest of all time. That was a very knee jerk thing. I was in the moment, but he's my favorite. I, I, dude, he's my guy. I respect I, him. I love, I love what he stands for. He's an underground guy. Doesn't get a lot of recognition. I love his music. I just love him. I can't explain it to you guys. Kip well, Moore is one of those.
2: This? Kip Moore is the most country. Like he just has that feel of a country singer, and yeah, he's, like, he's got the classic rock, some Springsteen vibes to him. I love him. I love. And him. And he said, like, "You, know, he's every single country music star. I don't know if you notice this, is like kind of a smoke. Like there's no ugly yeah, guys uh-huh. except Luke Toman, except Luke Holmes. Excuse me." <laughs> Hey, that was a
0: bad beautiful. way to say Luke Combs. That's not big even a hard name to he's a, say. He's a, he's a big man. What are you going to say, Trent?
1: Well, I was going to say about this. If we get back into the studio and we're able to do the Green and White Report together, we should do a Sparty Awards of country artists or something like that. Woo! Because I'll, I'll bring, bring hot country co- artists. We don't even back. need to do it. We can just do it
0: right here in Motown. Hot, hot country hot artists. Uh, Keith Moore's hot. It.
1: You want to do it next week? So we can prep for yeah. it. I
2: mean, we can just do it right now. Hot crunch. Dude, Dirts Bentley. I'm not a fan of his music, but he gets the ladies going.
0: John Party's not very good looking. Keith Bangers. Urban. Bangers, though. Thomas Rutt's decent looking. Keith Urban's not like a weird – Keith Urban and
2: Blake Shelton are not in like the <laughs> – <laughs> That's a funny picture of Keith Urban. But Keith <laughs> Urban and Blake Shelton are like in the mom division.
0: Yeah, like, I above was going
2: to say that. Like yeah. first of all, I have this theory: every mom wants to bane Blade Shelton. They just—that's just, that's just well, like my theory.
1: he won Sexiest Man Alive a couple years ago, which is me? not true. A times. It, it,
2: it's because like the people who read People magazine want to bane Blade Shelton. He's
1: got a yeah. good personality. I think the voice helped them out quite a bit.
2: Yeah, I, I don't get it, but he's like a mom's dream. I'm trying to think who else: Tim McGraw, Brian, Luke Bryan,
1: Luke Bryan, Tim is in, in the category. mom category. Well, he's also from Tim McGraw also from like a little bit different of a generation than ours. A little bit. I mean, he's from our generation, but ten years younger.
2: No, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill together, are in
0: like the oh, what I I love that couple. Say, man, (laughs) do you remember (laughs) listening to One Kiss by Faith Hill? What a song! a lot of cocaine between those two. Really? Didn't hear from me. Oh yeah, true. Didn't hear from me. Didn't hear from me. What do you mean how? Oh, what? How how do you do cocaine? How do you you know that? Do you have got, sources? I got in dude I, I was like a big thing. Apparently, i maybe I'm completely wrong. If I'm wrong, uh, I apologize. Dude, I, you want me to do some dumb checking on
1: that? I think that's just not so right. You got to know what you're talking about before you. Yeah, that was that was really bad journals on my
0: part. <laughs> I'm gonna i <Google> it <laughs> quick. Let me Google this. Tim McGraw cocaine. That could be like slander. Yeah, Tim McGraw says Faith Hill's ultimatum helped him get sober. Yeah, he was definitely doing cocaine. Heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy years of drug use, heroin, cocaine, LSD, opiates, you name it. So, yeah. All right, good, yeah. good for
1: Tim McGraw. Good for him then. It, how, no, for how about good
0: for, good for me for getting that right, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nailed it. Right, right. Good for you. Good for Can
1: you. talk I about the – like, how do you get into heroin? Like, it, it's a, like, how do you get your hands on these type of drugs? Like have you didn't. guys – I'm taking a complete shot in the dark. Have you guys seen the Motley Crue movie on Netflix, The Dirt? No. no. no stop. You have to watch it. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You'll have a I little bit better good, understanding. Though. It's, Trent, it's I thought, very good. Trent, I thought you
0: were going to lead – I really thought you were going with, I'm going to shot in the dark. Have you guys ever done heroin before? That's what I thought <laughs> you
1: were going with. <laughs> no, Which my answer not. is
0: vehemently no. We do not support drug oh, use. Of
1: course. Asia. Of course. Big M.O. But Nikki Sixx, the founder of Motley Crue – had a heroin addiction. That's a big, like, plot. Dude, like every plot in the movie.
2: I don't get it. I yeah. First of all, I understand, like, pe- there's people in poverty, like, and they just, like, stoop to it, and, and it's like, an addiction is like a natural disease, but I don't get when your, like, quality of life is so good, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna do heroin. Like, well,
1: let's I know, the, let's... the psychology of it is very interesting. It's, it's wild. I
2: don't know.
1: But, you know, neither here nor there, I guess, we could say. This is your, yeah, this is your Motown
2: rundown edition of Drug Anonymous, whatever yeah, they call yeah. that. The it's rehab. It's like Dr. Drew. What a tit, dude. Those shows stunk <laughs> no on MTV. I
1: hated also, Dr. Drew. Before we move on, matinee, the, the definition. It is a noun. Uh, a performance in a theater or showing of a movie that takes place in the daytime. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. so night. what
0: comes at the end?
2: It had nothing to do with it. I thought end. it was maybe like the last show. It's like like the third game in a three-game series. Like the Tigers, like, oh, they got a man against the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, because it takes afternoon.
0: place during the day. That's what I'm it is. <laughs> I just thought maybe it wasn't.
1: Okay, speaking just of, well, of man
0: go ahead. Sorry, Trent. Well, I was
1: just going to say apparently in French, it literally translates to morning. So there you go. So uh-huh.
0: actually the complete opposite of what Collins was saying, some would yeah. say. Okay. Whatever, speaking, whatever. speaking of matinees and movies Two movies I watched this week Goodfellas and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button You guys seen either of those movies? I have I mean, seen Goodfellas, I have not seen Benjamin Button
2: Benjamin Dude. Button, literally that movie stints It's just Ben it.
1: oh, oh my god Colin, it does, I, don't I haven't seen it I have a feeling Does, I'd agree with Collins, but I haven't. Ravs, don't, don't oh tell gosh. me
2: that you, the, you don't like, the only reason you like that movie is because Brad Pitt, like the sci-fi and the special effects and that are just so good. Like they did a fantastic job with that.
0: I will say this. One of the best movies I've ever seen. That, oh my god. I, I can I was crying. Right. I was tearing dude, up at the dude. End. I was tearing up. Just so, do you like around. that movie? You didn't watch Goodfellas? it, Trent. You haven't even seen the movie. I've not seen <laughs> the movie, Trent. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, was, you, did I you never, like I Benjamin Button better than mentioned.
1: Goodfellas? Uh. Hmm. That's a, too long. <laughs> too long. To too long. Too long. You want to say yes or you cannot? Too long. It would have been quick.
0: It would have been instantaneous. They're two completely different movies. Yeah, because Goodfellas is an actual fantastic movie, and Benjamin Button is just okay. I did look, I, it <laughs> hit me. It hit me emotionally. I think a lot of it was because it, it contained this love story that I long for and that I don't think I'll ever oh get in God. my lifetime. That's why I loved it. I was tearing up at the end, dude. I was.
1: Why do you always? cry?
0: Okay. Is that right, right. favorite all right. Brad to... Pitt movie? Huh? Uh, I like World War Z. <laughs> no, it's not my favorite Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> fight but Club? It's, but... hey, fight, whatever, Fight Club. Too much going on in Fight Club. I would agree. We don't talk with about that. Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club though.
2: Nice. Every joke those, made by every 25-year-old male in America. Yeah, those are
0: we don't I don't talk about awesome. Um, but before I last thing, did we watch anyone watch Tiger and Phil Collins? I'm sure you watched Tiger and Phil Oh, that it was, was awesome. Sports. That was sports. It was great. I had the bovada out. I had a good
2: time with that. <laughs> You sick I, bastard. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything crazy. I was putting like three dollars on each hole and I broke even. It was fun. But like seeing Tom Brady be bad at something was awesome. And yeah, yeah, he, he was not good. And Twitter was great. Like fantastic. And the thing I kind of wish it was kind of like the first one where it was on pay-per-view so they could swear. Because Brady would have been letting them fly. You could just tell.
1: You yeah, you, yeah.
2: you really could. And The whole broadcast was just good. You had Chuck, Justin Thomas was really funny, and live sports is just, oh, not knowing what's going to happen, it is just so nice after like this three-month hiatus of stuff like that. And it looks like we're going to start getting the NHL and maybe the NBA back. I can't wait. People are going to be like, yeah, it's going to be different, like whatever. Guess what? I'm going to watch every single game. The ratings will never be higher. That's why Major League Baseball needs to figure it out because, like, this is an opportunity for them to get a little national spotlight since they, like, haven't had the national spotlight since, like, the Juicy era. So,
0: I'm just uh... – I know we have that on here to talk about today as far as NHL and MLB coming. It's a little bit off the beaten path for Motown Rundown. Do we want to do that before we do wing stuff? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, I guess – so, let's, let's start NHL because it sounds like the NHL is the closest to maybe coming back, which, you know what? I shouldn't say that because all the fugazi, fugazi, smoke and mirrors that this was, it still has to get voted on. There's still obviously two very distinct camps here as far as like it, don't like it. Um, I guess for people that don't know, do your own research on it. But NHL comes to pl- is planning on coming back sometime in July, pending whatever. Get the blessing of the host cities they're trying to use and government, whatever. Um, Top 12 teams on each side go to the playoffs. So 24 total teams are going to this playoff type deal. Uh, The other seven teams are done. They're out, Red Wings being one of those teams. We will talk about the Red Wings a bit later in the show. Uh, They're doing two hub cities, one for the Eastern Conference, one for the Western Conference. All the games are going to be played there. All the meals are going to be there for the respective conferences, the hotels, whatever. So I guess what they're doing is the top four teams in each – Conference. We'll do a round robin to determine seeding one through four, and then there's going to be four other best of five series in each respective conference, and the winners of those series will advance to the bracket as normal. We're going to have 16 teams like the playoffs would. I think it's awesome. It looks great. I know there's a lot of complications of this thing, and now you're getting into what. I think the biggest challenge is going to be is how many personnel you're going to have involved in the hotels and the making of the food. And are players going to be able to see their families because they're going to have to stay quarantined the entire time of doing these playoffs. There's a lot of other things that affect players that don't really affect the fans, but I think the format is great and good for the NHL for stepping up and like, Hey, we're going to try to make something happen here. Here's our plan. And we're going to do it at one point or another. I it's, it looks great.
2: I do like the whole idea of, like, a tournament type of style. Like, and you saw this in the NBA, them talking about trying to get, like, a midseason tournament. That wouldn't really matter, but it was, like, to rev up interest. But, like, having a tournament that actually, like, matters and has some stipulation, like, on the championship, I think it's cool. And And this is the one year you can do it, like, and you should do it and take advantage of the horrible situation you're in. Like, I saw something with the NBA that they might do, like, the World Cup format, which I think would be perfect, where you have the group stages with, like, the 24 top teams. And then after that, like, whatever the – seat whoever gets out of those groups and seedings is, like, that's how they set up the play mat, playoff format. I, like, that That would be cool. Like, you, you got to get creative because it's not going to be the same. And people are going to, like, devalid- validate the
1: title for any team who wins it this year. So you might as well make it really interesting. Well, to that point, real quick. So the NHL, I'm, I'm actually glad they did the 24-team thing because I, I don't exactly – I don't have the numbers, but, like, there was a huge disparity between, like, like a lot of teams that were kind of, like, on the outside looking in could have made a run in the last 10 games whatever. So, like, you have to give them that fair shot. But in the NBA, that's not really – that's not really there. So, I don't really get the, the World Cup format thing. Like, it would be kind of cool. But like you said, Collins, it's like there's going to be an asterisk no matter who wins. So, it's in my true, mind, it's yeah, like it, it why – It seems like the Lakers in the box. It does. It does. Because you know what would happen right now if they did 1-16? through 16, The Lakers would have the Nets. First round. And, like, Kevin Durant might play. And then we got an issue because it's like all of a sudden we got an East versus West team in, in a matchup that no one thought we'd get. And But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, I anyone who wins it is going to have an asterisk. I don't know why you would then broaden and blow that asterisk up by just experimenting with something that has never been done before for no reason. Like they don't really need to do this. You know, like, like you really think that we need to have like, you know, cause the Pistons like maybe would be in that mix or like, you know, it, like we don't need to see that. You know what I mean? I don't know.
2: Well, the whole idea for it, though, Trent is, I think like the NHL is doing, it's for the final playoff spots. And then they go back to Yeah, Miami.
1: right. Because they want to give them a fair chance of, like, making it in, in the games that they ended up losing. Like, losing uh, – not, not getting a chance to play, if that makes sense. And the NBA being smart,
2: they're like, forget about the last, like, five teams in the East. We're not even going to use them. We're going to use the teams in the West that actually right. have good records. Like, they're going to be like, oh, we're not – like, that's just smart. Don't be like – like, yeah. that's why I, I think the NBA's. Commissioner Adam Silver is just like better than most people because he just thinks in like realism and just is not a complete moron. He doesn't look over this like simple things, but I I I don't know what you guys think. Do you guys like? I'm not gonna care if there's no fans in the stadiums. Like I, I I'll care maybe in six months if there's still not fans in the stadiums. Yeah. But, Like I, I'm just craving sports content right I think
1: I think at this point everyone would just we'd rather have the games played without fans than no games with no fans I mean yeah we need the sports fans are not
2: even gonna happen we know that I'm just saying people are gonna be like oh it's
1: gonna be different yeah it's gonna be different but it's still gonna be fun (laughs) yeah well you you know what it's it's probably gonna be different for a while because people aren't gonna want to get to the crowds and get to the games and stuff anyways even when they're allowed to so
0: the bottom line to me at this point is you need to do every, – every single league needs to do whatever they can in their power to make the 2021 season normal. Like fans, we're back to normal. And obviously there's a lot of things that are going on in the world that are going to affect whether that's possible. But for the time being, I was watching Bundesliga soccer. One of my roommates is a big soccer guy, and they were pumping in fake fan noise. It was fine. Like It's weird not seeing fans, but I like the fake fan noise because it just makes the game feel more real. I do not care. It, I, there's not going to be fans the rest of the year, maybe in the fall who knows. I know the NFL keeps talking about we're planning to play with fans in the stadium. I don't know if it was like it might have been Florida, some state where the governor was like we're going to allow professional sports to continue in stadiums I think it was yeah. Arizona. Okay, so stadiums up to like 25% capacity. That's fine cuz they're still making money. I know the MLB's big thing now is like, oh, it makes most of our revenue off of ticket sales, which is like Dude, if you watch the Tigers and, like, the White Sox and, like, the Rays, they don't have fans in their ballparks. Like, you're not not, making money off tickets. Yeah, they they make the most of their money on tickets because they play 162
2: games. But if it's an 82-game sprint, you can renegotiate what your TV deal is, and you're going to make more revenue there. And I don't really get the MLB thing. But I, I'm assuming that all these leads are gonna renegotiate their TV deals because people are craving new content, not even yep. sports content. Because all these, like, I love Succession on HBO. That's that was supposed to come out, I think, in a couple of weeks here on HBO. Guess what? They had to stop filming. Like, there's gonna be a gap of like new content, just like not even in sports. So if you can give me anything, like, people are gonna watch it, and the ratings are gonna yeah. be huge.
1: I, I will say one more thing on this, on this subject. I completely, 1,000% commend the NHL for doing this because they have found a way to figure this out. The NBA needs to follow suit. I think they will. Here's the difference. <clears throat> as much as it pains me to say this, if we don't get football, I will at least be able to wrap my mind around the fact that the season was just like canceled. The NBA and the NHL have played 95% of their games. There needs to be a champion. These players have put in the work for these months. They're professional athletes. They deserve to – someone needs to get crowned, okay? So I commend the NHL for being progressive about it and saying, look, when we do get back, here's what we're doing. I think the NBA is trying to do something similar. And, I mean, we'll see where it goes. If we don't get baseball, if we don't get football, I'll at least be able to be at peace. I mean, I'll be be livid about it, don't get me wrong, but I'll be at peace knowing that, you know, we never – like it's it's like when the uh, March madness gets called off. And obviously right. that's a different, that's a different situation. You can't just keep these students around for, for it's going to be three months coming up in June, but you, you get what I'm saying. The NBA and NHL need a champion. No.
2: Well, Trent. So how mad are you going to be when
1: LeBron wins the championship this year? And no, and one about, yeah, uh, it's the thing is, it's going to be, it's going to be discredited no matter what. So like, uh, I'll actually love it. You know I will, too. I'll love it. I'll, I'll use it as fuel. It's th-
2: like this whole COVID thing, well, hopefully once we we're like somewhat back to normal, will be used by Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, yeah. and Stephen A. for years. Well, yeah. if COVID doesn't happen, LeBron has another championship, or like yeah. vice
1: versa. Like, yeah, it's it great. doesn't matter exactly. It doesn't matter which way it goes. It's going to be used great. against them.
0: I think the good things that have, co- that have come out recently, like Michigan State has announced that students will be back on campus in the fall. I know the Big Ten is kind of – the Big Ten's been more like it's going to be up to the teams. I don't really get that. Like, if, if, what, are you going to have, like, three teams that are not playing football this year? Well, gonna they're going to play
2: football. They're going to play football.
0: Yeah, but, like, yeah, you have been. Michigan's – like, Michigan's president comes out like an absolute jackass and is like, if there's no students, there's no football.
1: Well, like – the Brother. next day, they say they're headed to the why they say on their that? campus. You know why they say that? <laughs> they say that because of that stupid record that they have all the time of their fans, and that record no. will that streak will end because there won't be fans in the top. No. Harbaugh,
0: Harbaugh also said that they're the closest they've ever been to a national championship. Too, yeah, okay. Harbaugh next, you know. also said that. I <laughs> <hate
1: everyone>. <laughs> Yeah, and those that say like, will be champions. Okay, Dude,
2: I, the whole Boisms that Michigan has. I know this isn't like a college sports podcast. That's why they're not good anymore. Like Bo Schembechler, great man, and he's like an idol for all. And he's built what Michigan football is. But at the same time, you guys gotta figure out something new to say. Like I'm all like those who will say will be champions. Really? Have they? They haven't. Yeah. Guess what? The team, the team, the team. Yeah, then might have worked in nineteen seventy. <laughs> yeah. How about you how about right. you get something new? I'm just saying. Well moving out for I mean, Michigan, no. I, again, like that was so funny though, Rabs, that you said that about the Michigan president. He's like, if there's no students on campus, and then the next day they say they're having students on campus.
0: was like, exactly. what is this guy saying? You're very out of touch human being.
1: It's, Both sides but, of the I, mouth.
0: Whatever. Um, so I guess on that, on that topic, to come back to our Motown rundown, because we are a Detroit sports podcast, let's talk wings. Can we talk wings? We've exhausted Pistons, nothing, Lions, Tigers. I don't know if baseball's coming back. Who, who knows? They need to figure it out, though. But uh, what,
2: if the, what if the Tigers won a World Series this year?
0: Just I add, wouldn't count uh, it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count it. I, you want it? No, I would. I wouldn't. I
1: would not identify with the World Series win. Well, you know what? I have one more thing to say, real quick. Bring this it. is the year that the Lions are going to win it all because it's going to be beautifully ironic, and I say beautifully tongue in cheek, that there will be no fans. The first playoff game in Ford Field will have no fans, and they'll probably nah. win big. Well, if they, they can like have like some sort so of fans in the stadium by then, that would suck well I hope so yeah I hope I, so
0: I don't I don't want to I don't want to tease that uh that happenstance of the I'm Lions just saying the Super how, Bowl on the year that doesn't count
1: how poetic would that be though for good or bad no lines. Yeah.
0: um all right so on to the Wings topic um so again NHL is for all intents and purposes the NHL regular season's over Wings finished 17 49 and 5 they have the I was reading this the other day. The lowest points percentage in the entire league since 05-06, which is not great. Um, couple talking points here for us to throw our hats in the ring and, in some opinions. Eiserman spoke for like the first time in three months or so, press conference, obviously over Zoom or whatever. Um, couple hey, things hey to you the elevator
1: with that guy one time.
0: I did. Two times I did. I panicked and couldn't get words out either time. I, I, just,
1: I love bringing that up.
0: That was, so, yeah, that, was, that was a tough day, both, both tough days. Um, first things first, Iserman says Blashill's not going anywhere. I, for one, I, I think as expected, obviously there's a lot of things that happen during the season, the COVID thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense to jump ship. But I, we, this is like the number one topic that surrounds the Wings and Wings fans have an opinion on as far as is Blashill the right guy. The bottom line is this to me. The team's rebuilding. I don't think you can put a lot of the season on the coaches. You have essentially two jobs if, if you're a coach during a rebuild, in my eyes, is one, build a culture that, that is, you know, hardworking, high-character guys want to win, and let the young guys play. Blashill's done both of those things. He's a player's coach. I know the players like him. When it comes to X's and O's, that's maybe where people have some gripes with him as far as uh, the, the way he carries things out on that front. But they're not close to winning. So there's no reason to make a change. Like, I, the, the people that are out there like, he needs to go. They, they haven't won in years. Well, correct. That's the whole point of the rebuild. And they're not going to win him in the next one, one to two years, too, I hate to tell you. Like, this is the guy. You, you, you have to assume, and we'll talk about the draft in a second but you have to assume you're getting picked number one or number two, assuming you take either Lafreniere or Byfield at one or two, whichever pick you get, uh, hoping you don't slide out of those two slots. Those are two franchise changing guys in my eyes that speed up your rebuild. And there's no reason to make a change at coaching when you don't really have a product that I don't care who your coach is. This team doesn't compete. They're not a good team. They're not. You got a bunch of bad contracts that are coming off the books in the next couple of years. So I just think like, Alashio's the guy right now. If there's anything that you should look at as Red Wings fans is, who are you getting in this year's draft? What does your pipeline look like as far as guys getting time and developing? Like, turn your eyes to Zadina, to Rasmussen, to Hronik, to Sider. Like, keep your eyes off the coach. It doesn't matter. They're not going to be winning anything anytime soon. So, I'm glad that Eizerman has come out and been like, this is the guy for now. He deserves to be.
2: Well, I, I truly believe that show won't be around when they're good. So I like, agree, too. I agree with that sentiment. I do. So, it, I, I think it's more like, why would we fire the coach? Like you said, I mean, they're not going to be good regardless. But at the same time, they haven't developed any of these young guys the way we thought they like, probably
0: should have. Like, it, it, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I the big, and we can wrap this into another point that Iserman made was they will be naming a captain for next season. What you have to assume that all signs point to Larkin just being skill level, uh, age, and, and, and things of that nature. He is a pretty pretty solid face for the franchise, if I do say so myself. Well, there um, there
1: hasn't been a captain since since Henrik, right? Is that correct?
0: Right? Yeah, correct. And they've they've rolled with like the three or four alternates, which is fine. Right. I thought it was appropriate. But as far as the development piece on, on your end, Collins, I, I would agree. I, I would say that, you know, you look at guys that have come before and even after in, in previous drafts for the wings as far as who's been picked in those in those areas. And you've seen guys like a Quinn Hughes, who you, you know, many people thought the Red right Wing should have taken, who is already making a very substantial impact. Uh, in, in the NHL right now uh, I'm trying to think of the draft that Svechnikov got taken and of course you have to look at him and he obviously had knee surgery last year and hasn't really been the same since so you hope that he finds his feet again but uh, that's a draft where I think like half of the guys in the first round are like big name NHL players to Brock I think Brock Besser was in that draft I don't know if that was McDavid's year I'd have to double check on that but the the, the timeline has been a bit slower I, I will agree Michael Rasmussen, another guy who you're like, when is he going to turn the corner? Because this is a guy that you took in the top 10 and you really haven't seen anything great from him, him yet. So on that front, I, I think that it's not time to throw the towel in on these young guys because there are still – guys that have shown you some promise at the AHL level, or at least in their previous junior careers, but it is frustrating. I mean, you're still looking at at the back end there, and you're like, okay, Hironic is, is showing you that he can be a legitimate top four defenseman. You're hoping Chilowski can turn the corner. I'm not sure if they've rushed his development a little bit too much. Everything from Cider looks good so far, so there's pieces there, but to your point, Collins, yes, you're waiting for these guys. And, and I don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, a Larkin, Mantha, and Bertuzzi line is like a first line that ranks in the top half of the NHL. And that's where I think a lot of people are getting – I wouldn't say frustrated with Larkin, but in my eyes, Dylan Larkin, I look at Edmonton. You have Connor McDavid, who is the best player in the NHL right now and will be for years to come, and you have Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl is not a guy that's a superstar on his own. He plays with McDavid, and that's why he's awesome and has been awesome mm. the last couple of years. I think Larkin led the league in points. I wouldn't I say that he's, he
2: wouldn't be good anywhere else.
0: No, I I I'm saying from a from a standpoint of I think Connor McDavid helps Leon Drysidel to be the player that he is today. Yes. I know he would, but but I look at Drysidal the way I look at the, like a player like Larkin. Maybe that's a bit unfair to compare no, Larkin I to a guy so. that, that has the most points in the league. But my hope is that in the coming years of free agency or making trades, that you bring in a guy who is a legitimate franchise player, not that not that Larkin is not. But I think Dylan Larkin can absolutely thrive where he doesn't have to be the number one guy. Larkin has he's to not. do everything.
2: He's, he, he's not. And that's, that was the point I was kind of trying to make. I think with Mantha and Larkin, you're hoping one of them would take a huge step. And you saw you see it in flashes. You do. Yeah. But Larkin isn't the franchise guy. You're completely right. And, which is fine. Which is fine. He's well-liked. Like you said, he's a good example for the organization. It seems like he's going to be the captain because it seems like most of his teammates love him. So like, Hey, th- there's, there's a role for that too, but you're right. They're still waiting on that guy. Who's like, Oh, he will at least ensure us if he's healthy 35 wins because he's just out on it because he is just that right. big of a difference maker. And they just don't have that. And like you said, a lot of contracts are coming off the books, but my question with Blaschel though, like what has he done? He hasn't really done anything, and I and I, there's no sense of firing anyone right now because they're so bad, and you don't need to pay money to someone else right now. You might as well just let whatever his – I don't know what his contract situation is, but, like, Jeff Leshaw hasn't done anything. I don't care what anyone says. He really hasn't, and you can talk about those playoff teams, but those teams were filled with veteran presence. that were just – they were gracious that they didn't have to deal with Mike Babcock. So any coach would have been a nice change of pace, so I, like, I don't disagree with them, keeping him around, but at the same time, he hasn't done anything
0: Yeah, I, I hear you, and I, I, think, I think that the Red Wings are still kind of searching for their identity of who they are and what their culture is. and as you said, I want to be careful with how we discuss Larkin, because I, I do think he is the face of the franchise and will be, but to your point, and I think what we're getting at is he can't be you, the best you, player. Correct. If Dylan Larkin is your best player on the ice, then I think you have a, a a problem and not a bad problem, but a problem where you need a game breaker. You need a it, guy that is a, you know, that's, that's how these teams win. I mean, you know, what, you know like, it, it's give just you an example. Yes. Like
2: Iceman and the wins is arguably their best player, but for a while Fedorov was their best player. Didn't mean he was a face of the franchise.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's, it's it's a perfect example to use. I, I think that uh, – no, this – and Iserman also said, too, in his press conference that they don't plan on making any big splashes in free agency, and why would you? Because the free agency pool is not that great this year. And the way, you know, the way hockey works, like the Red Wings are fully capable of when the time comes, going out to the trade deadline and some guys that, you know, maybe like a Spetsnikov or a Rasmussen who are younger guys that – don't really have a place to 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 play at the NHL level for this team and the, and the way this team plays, maybe those are guys you dish for an older guy that you bring in to put you over the hump. I it's it's gonna take a, a a trade or a big free agent splash to put this team over the edge, and they are a couple couple years away from from doing that. But to your point about Blasio, I I agree. I, I they. They, they tread water. They, they're they not winning games. You know, again, they there's a lot of things going on with this team that you can't just pin on the coach. And your hope is, as I said earlier, you have to establish a culture. I believe that Blashill is a player's coach. I think they like him a lot. I don't think he brings as much value X's and O's as other coaches in the league as they do. But between that and letting young guys get their time, which he has done, you, you can't really harp on them for not winning games, but I agree with you, Collins, that you're not really seeing these like jumps that you would, it, at least it's like, you'd like to see some more games being won and, and less regression, which you've done. You were, you've been the worst team in the league for two, three years. And they statistically were one of the worst teams in NHL history for the last, in the last decade to 15 years. They, this year was a
2: major disappointment, too. Like, me and you before the season thought that maybe, like, we didn't think they were making the playoffs or anything, but they could be one of those teams where it's like, oh, it's tough to go to Detroit. Like, they'll be fun, exciting team to play. Because at the back backhand, backhand end of last year, you saw, like, wow, they have a lot of young guys who are producing. And I understand that Taro Hirose was kind of a flash in the pan last year, and he didn't really help them this year. And they had a couple other guys like that, but still, like, they were horrible, like you said this year, which could be a blessing in disguise because they could win the draft lottery and arguably get a guy you can just plug in immediately and is a difference maker on your team. So it could be a blessing in disguise, but it was a disappointment. And the more I'm thinking about it, I just don't like, I don't know what his contract situation is, but when it's up, you should just let him go. And it's like, really, we need to try someone else because they are not producing. Like other than Bertuzzi, has there been like one guy you're like, wow, he's kind of surprised me. Like they, they've done a really nice job, maybe heroic, but other, like you need, you
0: need more of that when you're developing talent, I feel like, if you want to get to that next level. I I agree. And I think that's where, that's where things I think have been kind of disappointing. I would say to, yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi is a guy that I think on many other teams would probably just be plugged as like a look, he's a physical guy. He's gritty, throw him on the third checking line, like whatever. But he's had to be a point producer for you, and he has been. I, I, there's the, the thing is, a lot of these guys are being asked to do more than what their role should allow them to do. And what I mean by that is, is Anthony Manta an elite goal scorer in the NHL? Yeah, but Not that's really... what he's built to be. That's what he's built to right. be. Uh, not, not really, but he, but he has to be an elite goal scorer for the Red Wings. And in reality, if the team's really good, if you can, if you can put Manta on your second line and just can and put pucks in the net, then like all the better. I just think that they don't really have all the pieces to fill out the roster where these guys can settle into the roles that they're meant to be. And it, you're right. Manta kind of came in, came out of the draft and was like, this is the guy that might, you know, he might be a cornerstone, cornerstone player for your team. And I think the jury is, is, still a bit out on him and people are growing impatient because they want him to be something he might not be you saw you know some some awesome stuff from Robbie Fabry this year who was a great surprise I would have to assume that they re-sign him and give him another shot that was a guy that was just looking for a place to give him a chance in the NHL you know Zadina third pick you're or where did they get him at six they got him at six he was supposed to be the third pick in that draft of his year um I don't know man it, it's there's there's a lot of Question marks. I, I agree, and, and I guess we can get into the draft now as far as moving ahead. You know, the Wings have the best odds to get number one at eighteen point five percent. I'm not really sure how things There'd change as fit far fit. as. They're to be the fifth <laughs> pick. <laughs> it's and I. This is a draft to where if you get number one, you are essentially winning. At least in my eyes, in the eyes of many scouts, you are winning a Connor McDavid like sweepstakes with this Alexis Lafreniere kid, and that's a again that speeds your rebuild up by a year. I mean, it, it's more. another. Yeah, it's. It's it's so necessary. Again, the the wings have so the wings are like the tigers. Like you got all these guys that you just hear about like Giovanni Smith, like where is he? Mm. Like you're waiting to hear, you're waiting to see where he is. You know, Dylan McGillrath. Is he gonna Mm. get a crack at the NHL? I I, I that
2: Dylan guy is a made up name. I've never heard that name once. Dylan McGillrath? Yeah, that's not a real name. But I they got him from New York, I believe. I want to disagree with you when you're talking about the Tigers because the Tigers, you haven't, like, seen any of these young guys. For the wins, you've at least seen these guys at, like, the
0: highest level. I guess that's fair, yeah. I but just want to
2: – I want to ask you one quick question because we don't need to go at nauseum about the wins because it, it's really – if they get the number one pick, a lot of things are going to change and they're going to be a lot better, you would assume. Yeah. Or they would be a lot more interesting to watch because they were unwatchable this year. They just were. They weren't fun offensively. They were terrible de- defensively. Like, why would I watch? You know what I mean? Like, yep. they will be—they're watchable immediately if they get the number one pick. But when you bring up the Tigers and Red Wings, I thought the Red Wings rebuild would be way quicker than the Tigers, where like you could see it in two to three years. Just that's just the nature of hockey. Right now, I'm—they're kind of on the same path. I—I I don't see the Winds having a championship-contending team for another four years and, and I could say the same thing about the Tigers and if some of these pitching prospects are the Tigers compared to what the winds have brought up in their minors like pan out then maybe they're faster like I, I've been disappointed in the Red Wins rebuild and I understand it's Steve Irishman's first year and you can't blame it on him but when you like commit to a rebuild you hope to see some signs of life you haven't.
0: Yeah, I, I think in 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 terms of the of the Red Wings rebuild where they were kind of in a unique position, is they obviously the, the whole narrative is they if you look at if you look at the rebuild of you know climbing out of a hole and getting back to the top level, the Red Wings hole was much deeper than other teams that start rebuilds. They have the, again all their bad contracts, the age of a lot of their players they I think they started a, a foot behind and a lot of teams usually do when these rebuilds come but I Collins I agree with you man I, you, you you know you, you see some quality players and if you want to bring the, the Tigers into this conversation as well but like you you see all these different scenarios of these teams that, that rebuild like if you want to look like this like the Sixers in the NBA granted they haven't won anything but like the Red right Wings don't have, like, an Embiid or a Simmons that you're, like, you're so pumped up about these young guys that come in and you're, like, these guys are going to give you the juice. These guys are the identity of the team. I don't it's, know like, what.
2: wait wait a couple of years and it's going to happen. Right now, they're stuck with guys who are, like, they still are missing the guy for them to even be, like, maybe they can build around. They don't have anyone to build around. We're right. So – Let's just pray they get the number 1 pick. We don't even need to talk more about it. I I'm, like, I'm
0: tell yeah, I I'm we'll we'll move on here but I'm telling you guys if this if the Red Wings somehow draw number 1, I I don't I will They're not going I don't to know. though. <laughs> yeah, it will be it would be one of the greatest days I would have as a Detroit Sports fan. I okay. the way the way that they I'm telling dude, the way they talk about this kid Lafreniere, number he's nasty. 1. He's you watch him in the World Juniors, you watch him Andre brutal turnover. Lost me 20 bucks does that law for me kid yes I yes I re- do remember that vividly as well but um with that yeah, let's move on from wings zone. let's move on from wings we'll get Trent back in the mix and know Trent's been waiting patiently taking diligent notes because he is our, he's yeah, our you, you
1: guys you guys do good when you guys talk about hockey I just I'm a sponge. That's kind of Slunk how – I up. mean,
0: hey, I let you, I'll have to let you guys run when you guys do your basketball because I'm just hey, so hands-off on the Pistons. But that's why the show is great. That's why the Motown Run great. Hey, Trump,
2: if you could buy one Red Wings jersey, what would it be? This is your Sergei,
1: one Red Sergey jersey. Pan I was
2: talking about current players, but that would be a fire jersey too. Current, current, current
1: players? <laughs> that's um, insane. I
2: don't know. Probably Bertuzzi. I think I would buy Bertuzzi.
0: Yeah, me too. He's, I like Bertuzzi. He's gritty. It's a great He's a player. Does Athens CU yeah,
1: yeah. still play here? No. We okay. did a whole show on that. Never friend. mind. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, so much for – whatever.
0: Whatever. On. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Uh, before we do our Who Am I, as we do every week, we have, of course, America's favorite segment. Actually, I, I say that for Who Am I. So maybe we'll uh, – Southeastern Detroit's favorite segment, most iconic Detroit players by the numbers. We're at now numbers 71 through 80. We're nearing the end. We are dragging ourselves through the mud
1: here with these numbers. Uh, we'll yeah, start seven, number 71, 71 through 80. This is essentially Top. like the Lions all offensive lineman team. Yes. Like Last week much. was
0: tough, but, dude. Last week yeah. was tough, too. It was a brutal stretch with the, with the 60s.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, okay. So, I mean, kind of some of the same. You want, me to, you want me to kick it off or you want to You can do start. It? You start. 71. I have a feeling some of you guys might pick Larkin. I got Alex Carris, four-time Pro Bowler. He's a Hall of Famer, 12-year Lion. You met – also made the 60s all-decade team.
0: I also have – I have Karras slash Larkin because my knee jerk is just like when I think 71, right. Larkin. It might, I don't even think it's recency bias, but it's – I mean, Alex Carris. again, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, you look at some of these Lions legends of like, oh, wow, a lot of our best players are like linemen, which is like kind of sad, but – yeah, I you hear the name Alex Karras all the time. So I'll give him the nod for 71.
2: Alex Karras, he's one of those guys you're just like your grandpa or grandma or your dad is there. Oh, Alex Karras, he was a problem, like something like that. He's one of those names, so I went with Alex Karras. Also, I'm just to say this. I don't like Dylan Larkin. There's something about him that I just don't like. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> I, I just never really have.
1: There's something about him.
2: I don't know. It could just be like jealousy from the fact that like he has a great life, that he gets to live in his hometown, play for his hometown team, and he went to the University of Michigan. It doesn't even have to do with the fact that he went to the University of Michigan. I'm just saying, he just has too good of a life for me to like him, I think. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I don't,
0: sure. I'm sorry to hear that, but fantastic. Uh, seventy-two. Uh, the only human being I could find that wore this number in Detroit because I don't know who. Uh, Trent, I have a feeling we use the same website of like greatest lions by the numbers. I don't yeah. know who that guy was. I went Andreas Anthony to see you. I, I, I hate to say it. So did I. So I did hate I. to say it. No one has ever worn seventy-two in this city.
1: Andreas Anthony to see you.
0: Confirmed. Collins. Double A Fire. All-time
2: Fire name. He was one of the he was a class of Redwin like Gus Nyquist, where he had a couple moments where you're like, whoa, th- this yeah. guy's a problem, but he just
0: wasn't. So I'll go with double A. Um, 73. Again, another one where I just did not know who this guy on the website was for the Lions. Adam Ernie is the most I will I might die on this hill. This might be my new thing. I'm gonna die on the hill, but Adam Ernie who I think only had maybe one or two points the entire year for the Red Wings is the most iconic human to ever wear 73 in Detroit.
1: Okay, you're already wrong. You're wrong because there was a guy named Russ Bollinger. I think I pronounced that right. You know had, who he was, dude. Who played 7 seasons, who played 7 seasons for the Lions and Brother started. Madder so there you money. go. Is Bollinger
2: the guy who does all those film breakdowns and like loses his mind on NFL Network?
1: Maybe no I. About? I don't. I don't know. There's no way. I, dude. There's
0: no, I, no I, chance. I know, going, this guy's
2: old. This guy's really old. I don't know. I'm um, gonna be honest. <laughs> I couldn't even old. find a seventy-three. Couldn't find a seventy-three. So I'm gonna go with Adam Ernie. Just sort of that. Ernie is a great last name. Thank you. Thank you, Collins. Even though
0: he stinks, he's not good at sports. Correct, not a good hockey player. Um, Number 74, another tough one. We're, again, through the mud. I went with my Detroit Lions uh, website guy, Larry Hand. Agreed, Slash Agreed. Madison Bowie, who also is not very good for the Red Wings. Have the Red Wings not had another 74? No. I think he's the only one, at least on the reference page. I'm afraid.
2: going off book. John Carlson, even though he's not from Detroit, doesn't even play Detroit sports. He just says, when I think of 74th of John Carlson from the Wall. I do too, I do too, but that's not allowed. I do too. Fine, that's, that's not allowed. Fine, Madison Bowie. Cool.
1: Thank you. Okay, Larry Hand. He won the team MVP in 1972. That's wow, something. awesome! Good for him. That's, that's <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> awesome, Larry Hand. 75. 75.
1: I think we gotta hand it to Collins and let him run. Go ahead,
0: Collins. It's Lomas. Lomas Brown, baby.
2: Coach I, 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 I. I, I don't know if you guys grew up in the Metro Detroit area, but do you guys remember his happy well, did pizza not. commercial?
1: No, no, I don't. I've never seen it. It was
2: electric, whatever. He was my offensive line coach in sixth grade when I was a punch Ball. <laughs> now, maybe one of the honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. So shout out Lomas Brown. And Collins, he's also when Lomas,
1: nasty. when Lomas would try to like coach you, were you like nervous, or was he just like just no, he's he the nicest person I think I've ever met? Okay, okay, that's cool. That's good. He, that's he, that makes me like remember a year you. Year.
0: Would he remember you, Colin? No, probably not.
2: I used to be friends with this kid, but his he his kid left our school in like sixth
1: grade. Oh. Huh.
0: All right. <laughs> quick quick Lomas note
1: on, <laughs> quick quick note on Lomas, seven time pro bowler. And, honestly, he was probably the most productive offensive lineman that the greatest running back of all time ever had, Barry Sanders. Other than that, he was pretty much creating for himself, so we got to give Lomas the tip of the cap. All right. We should get him on the show, Collins. Pull some strings. I
2: don't know if you – I was going to say something mean, so I'm not going to say because <laughs> I, <laughs> I like Lomas.
0: Moving on, moving on. 76, uh, back to the Lions website. Lou Creekmer. Dude, that is such a bad answer.
2: Are you kidding me? How is that a bad
1: answer? No, it's it's Jeff 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 Backus,
2: and it's not even close, because Jeff Backus was Oh, yeah, good call. Sorry, I was bad. My bad. Jeff Backus was the king of, like, this guy's kind of bad, but he, like, plays every game, like, and he's healthy and available, but you're like, I guess. But he was a whipping boy for every dad in Detroit for about 10 years.
1: My God, God. That is Bacchus! Bacchus
2: you yeah. can't block anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Sackis. No, I picked. I picked Creekmer. Eight-time NFL champ. Eight-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, you One know what? Screw you, Luke, you screw you, Collins. You don't Luke think Kreekmer. you're
2: seventy-six, and don't think you're Jeff Backus.
0: I think of Luke Creekmer. No, he's a champion. <laughs> Three times. Lou Creekmer. I'm not sure if he's. I'm not sure if he's still wise, with us, Lou But God bless. Ah, uh, number seventy-seven. Let's go back to the wings. Paul Coffey for me, non-negotiable.
2: I did not know Paul Coffey wore seventy seven. I thought he wore seven. But I didn't now I'm thinking about it. Ted Lindsay's numbers retired. Correct. Um, how long did Paul Coffey play in the wings, Rabs?
0: It's a good question. I don't know.
1: Oh, no. he he one of the best. He, I will look that up.
0: He's one of the best defensemen of all time, so I will uh, – Yeah, but I don't think he was great on – he was good
2: on the Wings, but I don't think he was, like, in his prime on the Wings. Correct, right? he was not. He played for the Wings
0: for three years. Did they trade him for Shanahan? I don't remember. I probably should know that. I don't know why that's sounds they, familiar. I think they traded him
2: for someone good. I remember that. But, uh, yeah, Paul Coffey, all-time name. Paul Coffey is a great name. Not spelled like the actual coffee, though. It's still a great name, and he's one of the, he is one of those guys in hockey. You're like, oh, Paul Coffey was that deal? Nobody like remembers Paul Coffey from our age, but you're like, yeah, yeah. Paul Coffey, Paul Korea. Like those guys are nice. <laughs> like you don't even, I, like I didn't watch one
1: highlight of them.
2: They were yeah. just mentioned
1: in Mighty Ducks like D two, so I think they're good at hockey. Uh, your boy here was traded for Brendan Shanahan. Excellent, what?
0: Trent. Yes, Trent. Who's your 77? Following the
1: 97 season, and he yes, was I unhappy thought. with the move. My 77 is Frank Ragnall. No questions asked. We can move on. Frank
2: Ragnall? <laughs> okay. Was Lincoln um,
1: Tomlinson 77? Yes. Who cares, no, dude. no, no, no. He was 72. Right?
2: Dude, he was so bad.
1: 72? Right? Cornelius Lucas was 77. Anybody Shout out Cornelius back Lucas.
2: He, oh, I, I love the rotational offense alignment. Who was just like every time he's in, you're yeah. like, please don't like get our quarterback murdered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick before we move on, who is that guy right now on the Lions? Who's the who's the old lineman? Who's Tyrell left? Crosby. Oh, no, he's no, he was actually
2: serviceable. Pretty good. Uh,
0: kenny wiggins kenny wiggins kenny
1: yeah
0: Yeah, kenny wiggins
1: he's 77 is a wiggins 77 he's he's 79 and he's actually my 79 spoiler alert skipping on real dude disrespectful sorry i'm I'm sure sure there's some red wing that i missed no i am no dude no
0: 78 doug english yes probably at lion.
1: Yeah, shout out Doug English. You guys are ridiculous. Cool. Listen, Doug English. Remember when I talked about the Silver Rush and you guys absolutely shit on it and said that didn't exist? does it doesn't exist? That's it does, any, does yeah, exist. It was Al Baker and Doug English. He's a four-time wow. Pro Bowler. And he was the really solid rush, for yeah, about man. six years. No, that Silver <laughs> Rush was a problem
2: right. as they the won rush. seven and they went seven and nine. You have lost your mind. But, okay, Good, okay. Good
1: I, handle, whatever, so whatever. whatever. Defense didn't win championships. So rush my ass. That thing
0: was <laughs> not real. Oh, my gosh. 79, William Gay. Kenny Wiggins. Dude, William re- Gay. read me the stats at William Gay. I have Gay. never heard Gay? the
1: name William Gay in my yeah, life. Yeah, you have. Is I Willie Young 79? I Willie Young. I, I, Collins, I switched my answer. Willie Young.
0: Willie
2: Young. Willie Young all time like why does he have that helmet guy?
1: Like <laughs> did his Will helmet young was have so a safety one time? Oh. I think he, I think he got a safety one time and got extremely hyped about it. And then the well, he was a lie. Oh, I love Willie Young, dudes.
2: Where did Willie Young go to college? I know this, but I wonder if you
1: guys. Uh, let me look it up, Collins. Don't look it up. I know. What oh, it is. oh, I thought I thought you. I thought you were asking. Like you didn't. Come know. on. NC, NC State. State okay, Wolfpack Lobos. Yeah. Whatever. All
0: right, uh, all right.
1: Where 80, 80.
0: Wrap it up at 80. Brett Perriman. No, dude. Yep.
1: It is Brett Parham. Who do you have? No, dude. Yep. Dude. Charles Perriman. Rogers. Charles have? Rogers. Oh, okay. Shout out Charles. Rest in I peace, man. Rest in peace. I have two, two Michigan Green, State, Charles, Rogers. Charles Rogers jerseys.
0: Really? Can I can I buy one off you? No,
2: because I have that. Do you remember that one year Michigan State football like tried to match the basketball ones? And they yeah. have like the state ones. I have one of those. Maybe the ugliest football jerseys
1: MSU's ever worn. Yeah, it, it didn't really work. It's like a collector's item, though. At this point. Well, I mean, right. maybe that explains why you shut Rabs down so quick when he asked if you could buy one. I no, want not <laughs> I said nope. <laughs> never.
0: Does it have his last name on the back? No, dude. It oh, then I have the no interest. Okay. Okay. No interest. <laughs> I rescind my. I take back my offer for buying your jerseys. Okay, cool.
2: You can't have that or my TJ Duckett MSU
0: jersey. Does well, they have something. a last name on it? Collins does not need the money. He works at a golf yeah, course. Do you,
2: do you think that Nike was a selling college football jerseys with names on the back
0: of them? Yes. Maybe. maybe. No. What do I know? Yeah. But know what, do I, now...
2: No, I picked Brett Perriman, though. I'll tell you this. Even though I love Charles Rogers, rest in peace. But Brett Perriman, in my favorite documentary of all time, The U, and he's really really funny in it like he's really really <laughs> funny in it so shout i out forgot correctly. he went to
0: the u i don't know how I've, that's a, that is a great uh documentary as well you
1: no know, I, I, I was watching
0: documentary uh, wise i was watching the lance armstrong documentary first part. oh i refuse was, to watch it dude you know what he was kind of an asshole i did not know that. kind of didn't know he's the i got my star
1: of all time Still strong. To get that off. If you're gonna wear a wristband, dude, SCG, it's I'm I sorry, I,
0: sorry I support uh cancer research and those that have that uh, is, suffered okay, through okay. cancer.
1: You can buy it, don't wear it on your wrist. You cheated. It's not I'm even that I, cheating. Cheating. I know they were all cheating. It was a
0: dirty sport. They were all cheating though. Dude, did you hear the stuff you would used to say to people
2: about like him getting yeah. accused of cheating? He would basically no, call that. That's a going. part that's a part two, I'm I'm sure. He's like, he was calling, like, ladies fat whores and, like, like <laughs> yeah, he was not. Dude, Lance Armstrong, really bad guy.
1: All right, I will I take off like the
2: – I will,
0: I will stop wearing the Livestrong. I have probably worn this Livestrong bracelet every day of my life for like the last six years. If you guys get me a different bracelet, I will take it off and retire it. Dude, all
2: of that, first I will all.
1: also make a bet with you right now. If you get my Who Am I, you can keep wearing it. If you don't get my Who Am I, you have to take it off right now and you can never put it on again.
2: I'll say this: Lance Armstrong fumbled the bag so hard because he literally just didn't have to be rude, and he would have been fine, and he would have had all those Nike money still. Like yep, he yeah. he could have denied using steroids till the very end, and just kind of did what A Rod did, just be like, okay, it, it's just like in a sport, and like be likable. But he burned every bridge. I
0: hate They Lance had a bridge. they had a great comment in the documentary about how Lance Armstrong at his time was like talked about like the way. Not in the same way, but like Tiger Woods, like MG, like those. Yeah, like he he was, was the truth. He yeah, Livestron was such a big brand. I know. I got it on. I haven't taken it. I think off he had a $100 million dollar contract with Nike. Something like yeah. crazy like that. That's unfathomable. What maybe, a moral. You know what? I, I got I to take, I I take a look guy. in the mirror after wearing I can't believe I wore it. That'd be a tough look for me for wearing this. I don't like Lance Armstrong. It symbolizes something.
1: While you're walking around flaunting that, I am uh, wearing, I promise, uh, you know, LeBron James opening schools for children who cannot afford it. Okay, don't, why, don't, why don't do minimize my commitment to serving I'm the sorry.
0: community. I, I'm just, I like, am here to support that? people where, that have tra- cancer tra- and tra- have tra- had
1: cancer in the research. Alan, to answer your question, I bought this online okay, at the LeBron damn. James Family Foundation. How much? Com- 30 dollars oh $5. Nice. $5.
0: Too much. These are a dollar.
1: Well, these go to children who need it. These, That's okay, nice.
2: Not a charity guy myself, but let's move on.
0: <laughs> who am I? I I actually think it's Collins' turn, but Trent, just go. You do your thing.
1: It is not Collins' turn. It might be. What? I went
0: last week, didn't I? It My last one was Jason start.
1: Jones, and you guys freaked. Actually, maybe. No, you haven't I, done it. Okay. It's Trent. Yeah. Okay. 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 Go, go ahead, on. Trent. Who am I this All right. week? All right. We ready? I'm ready. I got ten clues. I have Wait. A was last clue. week Omar Infante? Oh. Yes, yes. Okay, so it is Trent, okay. Okay, 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 here we go. Here's Here it is. Clue number one, I was born on October 7th, 1971. I love how all of our
2: clues are just Wikipedia from the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine Get used Wikipedia. to be better.
1: No, 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 wait, hold on, hold
0: on. Let me defend myself. I had Omar Infante last week. Was the week before not Jose
1: Calderon when Collins did it? Or you did it, Trent. You did Calderon, I. I, I that's what I'm thinking. I think I – it, we might be, it might be Collins's turn. Yeah, whatever. Just go. But I, well, 71. go hold on, hold on. 81, 91, 01. 11. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yep. Clue number two. I had a 12-year career playing for three different teams. Cool. All right. Clue number three. I was a Detroit Lion for eight mm-hmm. seasons. After I was the 21st overall pick in the 1994 NFL draft. I got no chance. Don't do that to yourself. No <laughs> chance. Lock in. Before my time. Okay. Clue number four. In college, my school's home broadcaster nicknamed me Big Play and then my last name. This is kind of a subliminal shot at Darius Slay. I just thought it was kind of a funny clue. No, so it's not Darius Slay. It's not Darius Slay. But his nickname was Big Play, <laughs> last name.
2: Answer Darius Slay.
1: yeah if you don't have an answer you can we'll, we'll take Darius Slay we'll accept that for half half a win um clue number five I played at USC and during my four seasons I broke 12 team slash pack 10 records for receptions and receiving yards I have no idea clue number six at six feet tall I joined perennial pro bowler Herman Moore at wide receiver
2: Oh, I know what this guy is, but I just have no idea what his name is.
1: Clue number seven. I played all 16 games in seven out of the eight seasons for the Lions, the lone season being my rookie season. Oh, my God, this is going kill me. Clue number eight. My best season came in 1999 when I had 80 receptions for 100, excuse me, 1,129 yards and five touchdowns. Clue number nine, I am of African American and Japanese ethnicity. It gives oh, you a little idea. I got, it, I got 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 it. It's okay. sad that, that I
2: that I had to remember it like that, but
1: No, no, that, that's a good clue because if you know the guy, that's a, you know, it's a he's got a distinct look. And the last clue is that in the 2001 season, when the Lions were 0-12, Jay Leno made a joke about the Detroit Lions, and then the Lions won a game. And this player said, I finally got the monkey off my back. Jay Leno can kiss my ass. And then he later appeared on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno and kissed a donkey. Oh, that's nice. I, Collins, I, uh, you... my <laughs> Collins guess is... has submitted his guess, and it, it is not right. I think you know who it is, but this is not his name. <laughs> you got it wrong. It's not? No. Same, same era, though. This guy's
2: well, a I, I, I'll, I'll tell a story about the guy I just put in.
1: Okay, Colin says say, Ron Rice, incorrect.
0: I want to say Hines Ward.
1: And Raph's, Raph says Hines Ward. Just kidding. Your I texted guess, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenny something. Not, not even close. Um, not Lenny? No. Johnny Morton. Collins, no you know who that is.
2: Yeah, I do. But still, I had no idea. Yeah, you are <laughs> – I, mean, I actually probably shouldn't tell this story on the podcast. No, no, no. Go, for it. It go for it,
1: go for it. Ron Rice. I have a story about Ron Rice, but you can go first.
2: Well, my uncle, he lived, when he was at Michigan State, lived in a dorm with an international student who, like, didn't know a lot about football and stuff. And he loved, like, the Lions. He loved the Lions. And he was an Asian dude. And they bought him a Ron Rice jersey, and he like absolutely loved it. So this Asian guy was just walking around with a Detroit Lions Rice jersey all around campus. Like I, I know it was, it sounds like bad, but I guess like he loved it. <laughs> like I thought that was a pretty funny story.
0: I think you might be making it sound worse than it actually is. I don't know. I don't. I don't know like what lines that we like can toe these days. <laughs> it's not
2: bad you're fine you did good you did
0: really good with that you did good
2: it's not bad at all it was not no mean spirit i'm just saying it was pretty funny
1: right that's like if i saw if i saw an international student walking around with like i don't know a desert jersey that'd be pretty funny it's pretty funny if a white
2: guy is wearing a jersey that says white that's what i will say like that's funny
0: (laughs) now i now i think you kind of you yeah yeah you 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 took a step back there might need took a step that out. You took a step back. You took a step back. I don't back know there. what to say, dude. I don't know what's. Uh, that wasn't it. That was. That was not good. Trent, what's your Ron Rice story? No, it's,
1: okay. not, it's, not, it's not really much of a story, but Ron Rice wore jersey number twenty-eight, and after Barry Sanders walked away from the game, my dad took his jersey and put white duct tape across the zero to make it eight. So it was Great a Ron Rice move. jersey. Great that's move.
0: disrespectful, dude. You gotta tell your dad. It's a bullshit no, move it's on not because head. listen, we didn't no, go through that. It, though, Barry that's, Sanders, your dad is trying to get on
2: TV. That's a trying to get on TV. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll ask him. I'll ask him about it. Maybe a, we'll get I, him on someday. We can get the whole story. I have a yeah, story, you're, too. You're wearing, you're wearing your DePaul practice jersey that you well, talked this is, about a little bit. This is long. my dad's. I,
0: I just found a picture of my dad wearing this in high school. And I now own this. And I wear it to bed. Uh, beside the point. My story is, uh, I recently got, well, shout out to my brother. My brother, Zach. I've never mentioned Zach on the podcast. Brother Zach, shout out. He just bought uh, Madden 20 digitally for us to play on Xbox. So, naturally, I have completely ab- – oh, I didn't tell
1: you guys my whole saga about using the Lions in Madden 19. You did. You, you, you sent us a couple snaps. We, we saw. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, you told me about this kind of – you had to get rid of Stafford, didn't you? You, you no, drafted no, no, a quarterback. No, no, no.
0: Well, I hear – okay. So, should we just save this for next week? I can tell you the whole story.
1: I don't, I don't do it I, now. I
0: don't care. You can do it now. Long, long, story short. Don't let me forget to tell you the story about my Madden nineteen saga with the Lions. But I abandoned that. I'm on to Madden twenty. I made myself as a six foot four, two twenty five quarterback yesterday, and I have taken Stafford's job in year one. Just, I hate to say it, but I have. Shout out Matt Patricia for the opportunity. Thank you very much.
1: That's all well, I got today. That's it. All, all right. All I got. I. I Are you mad at moves, me, Trent? It wins, a little bit. Well, if we win the Super Bowl, you're not going to care. I'll, well, I'll, you can come to the parade. Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. If if it, you know what I was thinking about though. I was I was actually thinking about this interesting question to round out the show. When Philly won it with Nick Foles after Carson Wentz was the guy, of course you're you're ecstatic because you won the Super Bowl. Nothing else matters. I get it, but would it be a little bit just like a, even like 0.5 percent if like Chase Daniel was our quarterback in the Super Bowl and Stafford was hurt? Yes, I would and then, be. Spiteful. And then and then we won. I mean, I would be. Dude, oh, we've dude. never you won, did. so obviously we would be ecstatic. Like I wouldn't. Ah, yeah, would but suck like, if for Stafford, Stafford wasn't, but yeah, you, you would just hate it because it's like he was. You wouldn't care. He you was the guy. I would not care one bit. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay. I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying. You wouldn't I'm care. You yeah. just wouldn't.
2: You'd
0: be like,
1: you "Fools I is know. my guy,"
2: and so was Stafford. But it would suck for Stafford.
0: Yep. Ah. What a show. All right. Are we done? Oh, yep. by the way, too, I, gotta, I gotta keep adding things at the end. Uh, shout out to me for last week saying that last week would be our last Zoom Motown rundown. Uh, not the case because each <laughs> passing day we get locked down more and more and the uh, yeah. studio usage becomes more and more unclear with each passing moment as well. Uh, so whatever. We are still on Zoom. So hopefully yeah, we'll one day be on able to return to le- I think,
1: I think at least two more weeks, right? June 12th? Dude, I don't even know. Time is a flat it's circle. It's not even that.
2: Here. I think it's more Over Michigan it. State. they got to open up their campus a little bit for us to even get
0: in the studio. Yeah. Over it. Don't care. Who knows? Life is good. Life is good. Uh, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Valley and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Hey, listen. Submit some questions, comments, suggest some topics for the show at Motown underscore rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.